Yeah, you texted me, I don't know, 16 times in a row today saying, I'm so tired. You would wait like 10 minutes between each text, though, which made me think you had forgotten that you had already texted me. I'm That's so how tired. tired. That's how tired I am. I don't remember texting you any times that I was tired. It feels like new information. This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. God, Grayson is so dumb. <laughs> Look at his face! I know, what an idiot. He's acting like he's high is how he's acting. Can you see his like paw? Yeah, like gently moving. Like that's high activity it is, right there. That is high activity. I mean, man, watching Bubbles, the original lava lamp over here. <laughs> to be I... fair, that's a, yeah, a glass of bubbling water. So yes. He's, I mean, nothing has ever entranced him more. Mm. There's a lizard, a live lizard somewhere in this trailer. Ooh. The cats brought it home to me, I don't know, an hour ago. And then the lizard immediately disappeared under like the pile of shit over there. And my cats aren't very smart. So they hovered for a while and then gave up. So and forgot about it entirely. I really look forward to that lizard eventually deciding it's safe to emerge and the chaos that will ensue probably while I'm sleeping. Good God. Hang on, I have to open my beer. I decided to wait on opening it for the audio effects because it's in a can. Ooh, how novel. I'm having a uh, citradelic tangerine IPA. I want tangerines. You would not like this beer at all. No, I know. I said tangerines. I just want that. Like, I ordered a drink in Vegas So summery, so fresh. Um, I op- I was in Vegas this past weekend, and it smells I... like. Do you know what it smells like to me? What? It smells like kissing boys, like that. Yeah. Tan- like you know that summer smell of like beer, fresh, fresh tangerines, delicious beer, cute boys. Is this a kid rock song? Like what is what is happening right bit. now? A little bit. It's a kid rock song. I think I just. I just, you know, when I'm kissing boys, I usually, this is what it tastes like. Gross. I kiss boys who have good taste in beer. It's one of my prerequisites. Tell me about your um, drink. Oh, there was a drink that was a um, hollowed out watermelon filled with watermelon drink and tequila. And it was very good, except I was mostly interested in drinking it as fast as possible so I could scoop out the watermelon with the, my... The, um, the boozy, the boozy slush at the bottom. It wasn't even like they hadn't even hollowed it out very well, so there was like lots of meat on the sides of it. So no, I was of just course like, they haven't hollowed it out very well because they got to make it look like it's a big drink when really it's just like it's the old bread bowl conundrum, you know? Oh no, for sure I knew, but I was like, I kind of wanted to ask what they had done with the center part of it and be like, I don't actually want this drink. I just want the watermelon. Turns out sometimes I ask stuff like that. Like you get two drinks in me, and I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm suddenly asking the bartender like about where the olives go. Mm-hmm. What happens to them, though? Where do they go? And then, like, I turn around and suddenly, like, someone's put in front of me, like, a whole jar of maraschino cherries. And I'm like, I'll be right here. Uh, thanks. Thanks, thanks. So speaking of Vegas, tell me all about it. Vegas. Well, I went with a big group of girls. There was, like, 15 of us. And they're all girls from this internet girl group that I'm a part of, a secret Facebook group called Girl Stuff. And most people had never met before in real life. They were all meeting for the first time pretty much in this group situation. And everybody kind of knew some people, but nobody knew everybody. So it was very brave of many of the people. It was kind of funny, though, because when we were checking in, the, the lady was like, oh, are you guys all here for a bachelorette? And the girl who had booked the rooms was like, no, it's like a secret internet girl group. We don't really know each other. And she was like, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of anyone doing that. And she was like, yeah. No, when I hung out with my blogging friends, it was always hard to explain to people. Like, no, I'm going on vacation with people I've never met. Right. Totally normal. They're from the internet. So it's, I mean, it's fine. We email every day. Right. No, no, it's totally fine. I talk to these people a lot. It's fine. Um, It was really fun. It was, I don't, I I think big group situations like that are pretty tough and you have to kind of be flexible and just be like, all right, whatever's happening is happening. And like, 
you have to limit your desires to things that are possible. So it's like, did anyone set ground rules about splitting checks? Uh, they already figured it out before we went. It was very well planned. It was very well handled. But like, if you went to a bar or something, um, every major meal that was planned was already figured out, like how it would be paid for and all that things. So, um, if people went to a bar, either they got separate things or, um, there'd be one person who then paid for the entire thing and then just split everything like, and said how much everybody needed to Venmo. And it was always like 30 bucks or something. Cause there were so many of us. So it didn't really matter. It was like, whatever. Um, yeah, but I avoided a couple group te- check situations because of that exact problem where I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm going to steer clear. You were like, I'm going to sleep in. Yep. Catch you guys later. Yes. Uh, I did want to go to the brunch buffet, but it was I was not feeling well at that point by the time we were ready to go. So no buffet for me. Uh, we went there to see Magic Mike live, which was quite the experience, I must say. Now, I don't think I understand what Magic Mike life is. Is Okay, first of all. I barely one. understand it, and I've seen it. So, I mean, it's hard to explain. Is Magic Mike something that grew out of the film franchise Magic Mike, or did Magic Mike already exist in the film franchises about it? I love that very much. Okay, so here's some Channing Tatum facts you probably already know. Channing Tatum worked as a stripper in his life before he was um, famous film star Channing Tatum. and well, he was a professional dancer and then he was a professional dancer. Sure, but you know. Um, and he wanted to like make be a part of a movie about like you know his experiences. So he and Soderbergh collaborated on the first film, and so in part it was based on the real life experiences of Channing Tatum. I saw that movie. Yes, I've seen it. It's a good movie. I mean, it's very Soderbergh, which is kind of funny. And I'm not, you know, a film snob. It's not that I dislike Soderbergh, but I'm not like I'll I'll watch anything he makes. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm like Aaron Brockovich is good. I'm good. I could just watch that over and over and over again. I like his weird movies. He very much is of the school of like one for them, one for me, and you never know which it's going to be. Um. Magic Mike is definitely like a more commercial film, but it's still, I love the things about it that are so Soderbergh, which is this like endless obsession with drugs and like, like the drug experience as seen through the lens of cinema, like all this stuff where it's like, no man, people want dancing. Like that's what they came to the movie to see is this like dancing. So the second movie that's directed by someone else starring all the same people, but instead they were like, let's focus on what everyone freaking loved about the first one, which was the dancing and the stripping and the women and like loving this experience. So that is what I remember about the movie. Like a lot of montages of screaming women. Yes. Which that was what the experience was of being there live also was like 400 screaming women. And did you scream? Oh yeah. I screamed a lot. Everybody screamed. I mean, I almost lost my voice. I was screaming so much. What were you screaming about? Um, I think there's a lot of things that are very screamable about the entire experience, but I, I think I'll get there. Okay. Um, so, um, the thing that I really like about Magic Mike, which people I think are willing to like dismiss as an idea, is the like radical body positivity and sex positivity and focus on female pleasure which is not what you would expect out of some sort of like, I think male focused stripping dance movie, maybe Um, like, but it's actually, I think it's pretty radical, honestly. And I'm always amazed at that. And so there's that side of it. And magic Mike two is especially about that. Like it's especially like, Oh no, like women, there's like a whole magic Mike XXL. I do, which I thought that was so weird. Cause I was like, they should have named this one magic Mike XL. And then made another one called magic mike xxl no, like i don't know why they blew two, their wad so early two x's and then but, the triple x would be the third movie i guess but like triple x is already like a thing so many times over you know yeah, i don't know it hasn't stopped also anyone. i came up with a twitter joke about roman numerals that i was too lazy to actually google so about magic mike xxl get it yeah like, I was a, like, like a super bowl oh thing. Yeah. Yeah. If they start with 25, where are they going to go after that? I don't know. Anyway, I didn't workshop the whole joke. All right. You can wipe that look off your face. Anyway. So 
Yeah, so Magic Mike is much beloved by the Girl Stuff girls, and um, we heard about the show opening up, and pretty much immediately someone was like, we should all go, kind of as a joke. And then about 15 people were like, no, I'll pay money to go see that. So we all paid our money, went to see the big show in the city. It was the whole purpose of going on this trip, was to go to this Magic Mike experience. I just hear, okay. I just, to dive into your, you know, celebration of the female form. No, which is, it's a celebration of the male form. Yeah, so that's blood. the problem. I, I like, I don't understand why the radical thing about body positivity has to still be about men's bodies. Like, it's that not. doesn't feel very radical to me. Well, it's not. Like, in Magic Mike 2, um, you see women of all shapes. I think shapes. you mean Magic Mike XXL. Jesus Christ, this is going to happen every time. Um... In the second one, how about that? You see women Thank of you. all shapes and sizes, but especially like extre- like there's several extremely, um, I would say like obese women being just as cherished, just as like um, fond over as like very typical um, thin forms or whatever. So it, that, that to me is the, is the positivity of it is like showing that. I've never seen a movie where that is the case. I've like never seen something where that is like celebrated in that way. I wish we could do that without it having to be paid. Like we have to pay the men. We have to pay the sexy men to fawn. Do you know what I mean? It just, I mean, sure. But like the sex working aspect of it seems to detract from the principle of the matter. I mean, kind of, but it's, it's a little bit hard to describe if you haven't seen it, honestly, but like, I mean, they derive a, like the second one especially t- way tones up like the reasons for doing it is like female focused it's like sure money's like a side product of it but like um you can't fake the experience of like wanting to someone to have a good time and Channing Tatum's pep talks are always about like dude I just thought like this girl is not being cherished by the man that she's with here I just want to see her smile I want to show her how beautiful she is and how like how worthy she is and like I'm just going to do like this amazing dance off the top of my head just to like show her how much I appreciate her and movies crack me up I know but like I don't know I'm like that's kind of fine I agree with this point of view but I don't know so like that's the thing like it's And then, like, at different points in the movie, that is, like, the message yet again. So I feel like that's reiterated over and over and over again is, like, I'm not going to help you unless you can prove that you're doing this for a worthy reason. Like, is, like, the woman who plays Jada Pinkett, or Jada Pinkett Smith plays this, like, female MC who runs this whole, like, establishment. And she's like, I'm not going to help you guys unless you can prove that this is, like, you know, kind of, like, a worthy cause. And so they have to do all these dances to, like, prove it. I don't know. I just love it. The whole thing is, like ridiculous but i do really, feel like, nice like you're describing like step up xxl yeah maybe like i mean i fucking like, hated step up and every other step up movie like really you, how many of the step ups have you seen i've seen every one of them because i had to go to stupid things and go see them with all of you guys no, so yeah that's seen what you always say you you have inflated the one step up movie you saw which was no step i saw up all 3D, of them in the theater the seats i have seen all of them <clears throat> i don't think you have I do not like dancing. I do not like dance um, movies. Unless I, it's Magic Mike, which is literally a dancing dance movie. I know, but that's the weird thing. It's not the kind of movie I would be interested in. And yet I enjoy it a lot. And I think that is because there is more to it. Like just a dancing movie doesn't seem that interesting to me. But a dancing movie with like a message, that's interesting. I think you're uh, pulling at straws. Oh, I don't think so at all. I think, like, I'm not saying that message isn't there. I just think it's not as um, intentional as you're giving it credit for. Dude, when it's the only thing voiced by the actors, when it's in the script, when it's literally written into the dialogue, I'm not sure how I can be, like, not taking that message to heart. Like, it was so fucking obvious that I was like, that's super weird that they're making it this obvious. Like, there's no subtext. That movie is not about subtlety. None of those movies. Like, Magic Mike 1. Channing Tatum's in it, so. No, I know. And so they wrote to his strength, which is looking into a camera and speaking. Barely. You know what movie I loved of his? Mm. That one where he's an undercover cop. Which one is that? I don't know, but he like he's like 
you know, 25 or something, and he's an undercover cop in high school. Oh, 21 Jump Street? Yes. Oh, good. I just I just appreciated Channing in a different role than, you know. Nate. That movie always that movie always bums me out so hard because that was sh- Lisa Evans was working on that movie when I like interviewed to work with her. Just bums me out. I wish I could imitate that face you make. Just sadness staring off into space. Um yeah, so the live experience I thought actually mirrored the experience of um, the movies very well. I thought they did a nice job transitioning the live show. It was all big groups of women. I think the whole thing was women. It was set up like an old speakeasy kind of. Like there was a big center stage and there was all these like beautiful couches and pretty chairs. And um, because it's a live theater performance and nothing to do with like stripping or anything like that apparently. Um, there's like elements of that in the live theater performance, but you can't throw money at them. You can't do any of those things. So they give you a giant wad of fake money to throw. I love each that. Person. I love some prop money. Oh yeah. No, we, we got excited. It was funny too, to see what parts like really appealed to people. Cause you'd see flurries of like red dollar bills go up around the room. Like when people are excited about different things. Um, I would say the show had literally something for everyone, which is kind of astounding. Um, I do want to write an article on Medium about it, though, about how they don't have anything for... Uh, I mean, the whole thing is completely heteronormative, like, in just totally about, like, men and women, um, and doesn't presuppose a world in which that's not possible, which is really funny to me. Uh, well, it is Vegas. It also, oh, sure. Vegas totally. as, a, as a place. As, as unsubtle as Channing Tatum, is what the billboards say. Um. There was also no um, Asian dancers and no, um, I would say, there was like African-Americans or black dancers, but there was no nothing else represented, I would say, like no Middle Eastern, nothing like that. So I thought that was a little strange, like no Indian guys, nothing. I was like, all right. Um, there was a lot of white guys, my goodness, and then like black guys. So, oh, and some like, you know, Puerto Ricans and stuff. Um so they start the show off and oh, all of the waiters and everyone that, that like works there too is an incredibly attractive man wearing like suspenders and an old timey, like white button up shirt all buttoned up to the top and looking very cute. Um, and so they start the show off with this like rowdy MC guy who kind of looks like Guy Fieri and he's like bellowing at the top of his lungs and, I didn't think anything of this. I was just like, yeah, it's a show. Cool. And he's wearing like rhinestone, like pants with like rhinestone designs on the butt and stuff like that, you know, like, like a chain in his pocket and looking very like douchey bro uh-huh. And so he starts off and he's like, ladies, are you here to have fun tonight? And kind of like works the crowd a little bit and everyone's screaming and excited. And then he like calls out these four guys on stage and they're kind of, they're dressed like the village people literally. So it's like a guy in a firefighter suit and like a guy where like dresses a sea captain and he starts making all these like really gross puns and like being gross about it. And he's like, um, Oh, I bet you want some semen and like being, and, and everyone's like, Oh, and like grossed out and stuff. And everyone's like laughing, but I could tell some people in our group were like, really, like we're like a little bit weird. I didn't, I literally thought nothing of it. I was just like, Oh, I guess this is what it's going to be like. Okay. And then he like pulls this woman out of the audience and is like, Oh, this guy's going to give you the time of your life or something. And has him like give her this lap dance. She looks like horrified. And I was like, Oh, that poor girl. Like she doesn't look like she's having a good time. And, um, then the guy is like, Oh, you know, are you, are you feeling it or whatever? And she's like, no, not at all. And at that point I was like, Oh, she's like part of it somehow. So they like pull her up on stage because she wasn't like doing enough of a skit about it. She wasn't like, she didn't even lie. Right. Which is so sad that that's like, I was like, wow, no one would actually say they were having a bad time if they were having a bad time. That's how fucked up the world is. Um, I was like, oh, she must well, they be part would, of it. Yeah, they would just like look over to their friends desperately. Right. Not like say like, I hate this, you know. Um, so she gets pulled up on stage and they're like, um, like he sets up like a chair and he's like, yeah, like he's going to give you the time of your life or something weird. And, and she goes, um, and this part was like really kind of silly, but she's like called out to the unicorn of the universe to like stop everything and so everything went dark 
And she was like, I am not having a good time. This is not what I thought this was going to be like. This is not what I wanted. Like nobody wants this. This isn't even sexy. Um, she was like, this is gross. And everybody's like cheering and freaking out. Cause they realized that like that was all set up and this was the real show is about to begin somehow. And so she like takes over emceeing and that other guy gets like taken away. I think literally through the roof, like just like swooped away. And, um, I would like to see that rhinestone butt disappear into the dark. Oh, my friend. It was it was something. Guy Fieri, t- Guy Fieri taken away from you unexpectedly. A dream. Um, as he will be someday from his heart, a- heart attack girl. Uh, so then she's like, why do they always have to be like this like weird idea of like what's hot? Why can't it be like cool guy in a band? And all of a sudden like a spotlight hits and there's like one of the dancer guys with like long hair who's like got tattoos and he like looks cool and everyone's like screaming. And then she's like, why can't it be like fun, sexy British guy, British gynecologist. And like this other guy's like lit up and she's like, how about man with a real job? And like everyone freaks out and it like lights up on this other guy. And, and, um, so she basically calls out like 15 of these like kind of funny, cute things, you know, like nice guy you could actually introduce to your family, like all these things. Everybody's like freaking out. And then they come on stage and they start doing their crazy dances. And she was like, and well, something else she said, she's like, why can't it just be like white t shirt and jeans? And so like they were all wearing that basically. And some of them had like little plaid shirts over that, which was so cute. But yeah, so they start doing these crazy dances. And then from there on, the night's like a, a mishmash variety show of everything where there's like different songs illustrating different people and different like dancers. And um, different people did get brought up on stage. And a couple of them were plants who were like professional female dancers to like do crazy dance routines with them. But most of them were like people from the audience. But they were really careful. Did you that go if- on stage? No way. I was so embarrassed that like when someone came over to like dance with me, I like covered my face and just like held very still. And was like freaking out. And everybody around me was like screaming and like cheering. And I was like, oh. But as soon as I did that, they like back away. So like if they can tell if you're not into the experience or you don't want it, they like are very sweet. And they just like get out of it really fast and go find the next person who like wants to dance with them. So there was like a couple girls in our group who were wearing pants, which seemed to be the magical thing to get selected for something. Because they like lift you up and do like crazy Mm -hmm. gymnastics things with you. And so they don't want that if you're wearing a dress. Um there was a couple girls who like got really like danced on and well, they, like, they were lift laughing. up anyone or are they selecting based on size? Um, I saw them list up, lift up some girls that looked like not as heavy as me, obviously, but like heavy, like it okay. wasn't like, Oh, only the thinnest girls. Like okay. it seemed like they were going for it. Um, and they didn't seem discriminatory or like weird about dancing with anyone. Like they seemed to be happy to dance with like young, old, like, you know, everybody. Um, and yeah, it didn't seem preferential or it didn't seem like they kept going to the same type of person. Like they made sure everybody got attention. I think they did a really good job of that. There, I also really loved the variety because it was choreographed by the woman who choreographed all of um, the Magic Mike movies. And she and Channing Tatum like both pr- produced it or whatever. So it's like his baby. Um, so he like oversees it still. And they've been working on it for like two years or something crazy. Um And so they had a lot of different types of routines, which was really fun. So they had one where it was like this one guy with like, um, who was playing the piano. And then all of a sudden over here, there's a spotlight. There's a guy playing the guitar. And then from the ceiling opens up and the drum set comes down and there's a guy playing drums. And then they like put a girl on front of him and he's like playing drums while she's like on top of him. And I was like, man, that's silly. It's very silly. And then they had one routine that was just all of the guys in like three piece suits come cascading down a staircase and they all did like a choreographed routine and they didn't even take off any of their clothes. You know, they just just looked beautiful in suits. And I was like, that's someone here's like thing that they are like, oh, man, I love a man in a suit. You know, you practically hear it happening. So I thought they did a really good job of like mixing up everything and having all different types of dancing and all different types of people doing stuff. I don't know. It was really fun. It was a crazy experience. Like. Everybody, like a couple times, everybody was just like screaming, like couldn't believe what was happening because it was so insane and silly and crazy. It was fun though. I would definitely go again. How much does it cost? Uh, tickets range from like $45 to like 128 I don't think it's that expensive. I barely pay 45 I don't, well, hey, I don't have money, so I don't buy anything, but I barely pay $45 to go to a show, so of a, of a band I like. Mm-hmm. So well, be, you're not the target market, so hard, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Well, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be like opposed to going. I just don't. No, think, I, don't I just think... don't think. I just don't think I would spend money on it. Yeah, and I would. I mean, mu- I and I would much rather do that than anything with like a real stripper. 
No, I mean it wasn't. It was very much like these are all like professional dancers right. and like. And I, you know, like, I, I love like a, Channing I love, a, style. I love, I love a like, I like theater. I, you know, I like dancing. I oh, like yeah, no. that sort of thing. Yeah, and so I think like I really think everybody would appreciate it, especially like I kept thinking I was like, oh, Ashton would love the dancing, and I was like, she would hate so much about this though, like never. But the dancing was really good. Awesome. Yeah. So Magic Mike Live, two thumbs up. Go see it. If that sounds like something that's fun to you. If not, don't go see it. I do kind of want to see the other movie now. I think the second one is great. I really do. I was watching it last night and I was like, this is great. Oh, look at you. Couldn't get enough. True Stan. John got annoyed and was like, what's this? I don't want to watch this. I was like, all right, fine. See, that's something that's hard about it, too. It's like... I wish something could be so great for women and also men could enjoy it. I don't know what that thing is. I'm not saying that's Magic Mike's fault for not being that thing. I'm saying culture sucks. Yeah. I, something they kept reiterating during the show, like the M, the girl MC kept being like, this is, they're like, we want to make, sh-, they're like, you. she's like, do you know how beautiful you are? Do you know that you are like valuable and worthy and like, um, you know, every person here deserves to know that. Like, I feel like they kept saying really affirming positive things and making it like a positive experience, which I don't like, you don't have to do that, you know, but I felt like it was very like pro woman, very pro, like not just like female pleasure, but like self love. Yeah. I, um, I heard this interview. It was on a business podcast uh, but the person that they were featuring runs a business where they like sell coaching. It's like relationship coaching or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's actually just about self-love, but, it, but instead of like billing it as like, here's the 21 day, like, like self-love course, thing. course to love yourself. It's like, it's like 21 days to like be the person who falls in love sure and um and the person interviewing was like i think it's she was like i think it's so funny that like it's really about self-love but it's like called this like relationship thing and lady was like well yeah because no one else no one like will sign up for self-love because they care more about someone else loving them and she's like so i have to like tell them that's what's gonna happen to even get them into the course and then the course is just about how like you need to like figure out your own shit Right, to make you the kind of person who can, yeah. you know, fall in love. So guess what? What? I recently rewatched all seven seasons of The West Wing. That's a quite the undertaking. I'm impressed. It is. I um it actually went by faster than I expected. Yeah, considering those are long episodes. Like I've been rewatching Peep Show and those are only like twenty five to thirty minute episodes, I think, and I feel like that's gone by really fast too. But nothing like the West Wing rewatch. Yeah, no, West Wing, each season is 22 to 24 episodes, and each episode's, like, 45 minutes. Um, But I had it on, like, any time I was shipping orders or whatever. And so I ended up watching, you know. A thousand hours a day. A thousand hours a day. Um, What did you learn from this rewatch? What stood out to you? What did you notice? In general... I like it's my favorite TV show and that's still true. And there's definitely like I had these ideas in my head from what I remembered about like what seasons I liked and which ones I didn't. And that was all still true. And I liked having that in my head as I was going through. Because like in like season five Is that when Sorkin left? Unwatchable. You might say Or was that or was that writer strike? Uh, it could be both. Like the first writer strike, not the 08 one. Oh, I only know about the 08 writer strike. Oh, there's one at like the very end of the 90s that like fucked up a bunch of stuff. I, no, that didn't affect the West Wing. Um, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look up West Wing and writer strike and see what the internet wants to tell me about that. The West Wing has such an insane fandom that like. No matter what you Google, you find like sixteen different like fanfics. An- Angel virus, yeah. And um, and there's this whole like West Wing 
Wikipedia that is basically like as it's it's not just like a Wikipedia about the West Wing. It's like if the West Wing was real life, that is what Wikipedia would look like. <laughs> oh, if only the yeah, West Wing was so, real life. So like if there's like some sort of like foreign um foreign policy issue going on or like there's some weird war happening and you google the name of that war it comes up with the west wingpedia entry about it and it is so detailed and long and then everyone likes to talk about like well what would happen if like so-and-so didn't do this and they just like go into these long lengthy policy conversations which is not where my fandom lies sure but i appreciate being part of such a movement yeah, people committed who should be committed to a mental institution. Hey, someday maybe mm. our podcast fans will be sitting around dissecting two girls talking PDS. I can't wait to read the entry on Magic Mike, the second one. <laughs> um, and. And so I enjoyed, and and the reason why I rewatched it is because I've been listening to the West Wing Weekly podcast, and they each on each episode they dis, on each episode of the podcast they discuss an episode of the show and they're going in order, um, and they got into like season three, the beginning of season three, and I was like, okay, I need to like watch these. I only remember them vaguely, and I really want to like yeah. So I was watching it along with the podcast, but then I just, you know, there's some there's some episodes in there you can't not watch the next one. Um, Almost all of them just sort of flow into the next one, I feel yes. like. Yes. Um, so now I'm all, you know, caught up for the rest of the podcast. But what they do is they talk about, like, what they like and what they don't like. And it feels a lot more like what would happen if uh, I talked about it with my friends and less what, like, the crazy fans are like but they well, they, will, they understand they will bring up like stuff that only the crazy fans would know like oh did you know this line toby says is actually from like a kennedy speech mm-hmm. um and stuff like that and then they interview what's really cool is they interview the different guest actors and mm-hmm. and the and the cast too but so it feels like uh it kind of feels like director's commentary but for the whole show that's so fun yeah it's it's a good time and the two i started rewatching it after you were rewatching it but i think i've only made it into season two somewhere because they're long and i haven't had long stretches of time at home in a while so season two is so good season three is so good season four is pretty good season five is a train wreck i think sorkin stopped writing it for a long time and that's why it was so bad well so he left i think he left at the end of season four Mm. Um, and it's like fabled that he has never watched past that point. Mm. Like he's like, that is the end of it, you know, which is like such a sort he's a like dick. So of course he thinks he's that. the worst. Uh, he's been on the podcast a few times and it's good to hear from him as the creator, as the creator, but also like every other line is like, you're just like, like so many eye rolls. He's such a douchebag. But I mean, it was this, like, here's what's hard is like the, it's the same crew. It's the same craft. It's most of the same writing team. So like, why is it so different? And I think it was just like, I think they like, I think five was hard because I think he Mm -hmm. wrote them. It's kind of like when the Paladinos left Gilmore girls, I think he kind of wrote them into a, mess that they had to wear a weird trap yeah, yeah that they had to like crawl out of but i also think it's just like i think that sometimes and i'm not faulting showrunners for leaving because like you get burnt out and also shows don't need to be longer than three seasons so like <clears throat> i get that you're out of story to tell but then the rest of the team has to figure out like okay where's the, what's the new thingy yeah how are we gonna make this keep happening and i feel like in west wing they started to pull that together in season six when they started with the primary races for the next presidency um and that created a really good momentum into season seven which is the you know the race to like to determine the new president and the transition and all that and that was it was it was enjoyable 
I and honestly I, feel like I, I haven't seen the last half of Seven probably ever. Wow. I know. It's good. Yeah, I heard such mixed things about it at the time, and I was worried. I didn't want it to be like ruin my. At the time, I didn't want it to ruin my memories of West Wing, so I was like, I just won't watch the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a plot line. I feel like now I can't like do spoilers. Um, there's a plot line with oh, one it's of, okay with one of the characters that everyone hates. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what it is? Sure. Toby like reveals government secrets to the press. In order to in order to like quote save lives and then he ends Wait, up like who hates Toby? Who hates Toby? Yeah. What do you mean? You said he's a character everyone hates? No, there's this plot line that everyone hates. Oh. And so he like gets fired, obviously, goes to jail, whatever. It's what? like all it's all this drama. And, that would never happen. And everyone's like this would never happen. It doesn't make any sense. And like, and it does feel, I actually did a lot of Googling about it because I felt like I didn't even understand exactly what had happened. It felt confusing. Right. Like, again, they were trying to like work themselves in and out of some nonsense. And at the very end of the finale, like he gets pardoned. Like that's like Bartlett's like last thing he signs on his last day in office. Um, That seems weird too. Wouldn't that be total nepotism and crazy bullshit? Well, that's what pardoning is. I feel like you shouldn't. You should pardon someone you're not connected to. Pardoning is mostly about doing favors. I thought it was like let's let this person who wasn't actually a convicted murderer off of death row. They didn't actually kill anyone. They've been pardoned. Well, I mean, if they didn't actually kill anyone, they shouldn't need a pardon. They should just, you know, be freed and given some reparations for being jailed un- unjustly. Oh, is that how the legal system works? Well, I'm saying part like, like part- you listen to enough criminal, you know, that's not happening for people. But pardoning like, no, here's the thing. If you're pardoning them because they didn't actually do it, then like and that's proven, then then it's not a pardon. It's like they should just be pardoning suggests that they did do it and we're giving them a break. So mm. like a lot of times it's done for um, drug crimes that are overly punished. Yeah. Um, and then, like, friends of the president. Terrible. Can't wait to see who Trump pardons. Right, exactly. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> Seriously. He would. Uh, but it's it, it's weird because it's like, well, if it's such a severe thing he did that Bartlett was, like, correctly, like, justifiably so mad at him for, like, the whole season then, like, why would he pardon him? It's just weird. Yeah. The whole thing's weird. I don't like it. Better not to watch. (laughs) And the answer to that question is, well, because he just needed time to, like, get over his anger. And I'm like, but this is the West Wing, not, you know, the WB. So true. Anyway, people are really upset about that storyline. Supposedly, like, Richard Schiff wanted out. And so, like, that's what they came up with. So he's, oh, so he's, like, not in most of the season or something? Yeah, because he, like, because he doesn't work there anymore. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I just, like, but, but yeah, that's not most of the show or anything. But that's one of, like, you probably heard around that time, like, if there was grumblings, it was probably because of that. It's, like, well regarded as, like, the least favorite storyline. That's so weird. But, but there's all these new characters and new storylines that are, um really enjoyable even though they're not like the same characters we know and love i feel like the only way you can actually like make a show still work is to bring in new characters that have their own lives yeah that's so hard that mix between like new and old you know yeah are they gonna do a west wing revival do you think i don't know what it would look like i mean literally because, I mean, every once in a while, the cast like... gets together to do, like, commercials and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and it feels very much like it's season one goofiness. I um, did interview Allison Janney once and <gasps> told her. I forgot. Tell me everything again. I know. And I told her how much we loved uh, CJ Craig. I said she was such an inspiration to my group of friends and me. And she looked at me like no one had ever said anything nice about her ever before. And was like, oh, that is so sweet. Thank you. And like her CJ way, you know. 
We talked. Oh my God, we had a I'm nice so chat. Jealous. Oh. I know. We had a very nice chat because I actually had seen her the day before at the Pacific Design Center picking up a dress because I was dropping off clothes for Nikki. And um, I was like, oh, and you were at the Pacific Design Center yesterday. I saw you. But I didn't want to say anything. She was like, oh, you should have said hi as if we were old friends and I had like done something unkind to her. You should have said hello. Hi. Of course you should have said hi. I was like, nope. I don't think so, lady, but okay. Like now we're old friends, Allison, but not then. That was before, before we knew what how close we were. But yeah, she was super sweet. Talked to me like so focused, as if she had nothing else in the world to do. Like a total pro. She's the reason to watch season seven. Oh well, there you go. I'm I'm there. She yells at Josh so many times. It's the best. I like her in pretty much every role she's ever done. I know she's. I need to like I need to like get on the Alice and Janney channel on Netflix. Oh, do it. It's a good time. Because of course I've seen like two things. There's some clunkers, but I mean I think she does a good job with what she's given always. I well, she is in one of my She first... plays a lot of moms. A lot of mom stuff. Yes. She's always like a kibby mom, a cancer mom, a crazy mom, like all types of moms. I love her as a mom. Wild neighbor mom. Wild neighbor mom. Well, now I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> Wild neighbor momming it up. Uh, yes, indeed. I joined a Facebook group. Did you? I joined one today, but I bet it's not what yours is. You do yours first. <laughs> Mine's called Say Hi to Jim. Ha ha. And it's 30,000 people. And all they do is take screenshots of their, like, moms dads grandparents posting stuff in the wrong place on facebook or the wrong place on instagram and uh, <laughs> they like block out the, the people's names. names yeah but they're always like oh god and they call it like pulling a gym or like such a gym and it's, when someone does it like it's accidentally they'll say like so pure so ho- so wholesome this gym so there's like i've already deduced the lingo of the group when talking I can, about i can tell and they're pretty good. I read some of them for a little little bit today, and they brought me some joy. Because it was literally just, like, grandparents. Tell me, yeah, tell me some. Um, <laughs> one of the grandparents had used the colorful background status update to say, like, has your, has your dad passed away? I heard that he had. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, pink background. I heard, or it's, it was, like, a multicolored background. <laughs> it said, like, I heard on this website that he had. And... She posted like, no, not he's he's alive, not dead at all. <laughs> I don't know. She was like, I don't know why this happened. <laughs> uh, a lot of it is just people like posting in the wrong spot, like thinking that they're writing on someone's wall when they're accidentally writing on like an ad per se. So she's like, I found my grandma over here writing on like the Walmart <laughs> wall, or something like that. She thought it was going directly to me somehow. Just basic like un- misunderstanding of how all of the internet works together. Well, I feel like general. yeah, I feel like if you don't know anything, which like how could you? And Ever. then and then like Facebook is like there is a like right in this box field like every like everywhere yeah everywhere. So I could I could totally because all they want you to do is like write a comment on anything. So I get so, that so I get good. if you didn't know that like those were all different boxes, you'd be like yeah sure this is this is exactly what i need it to be some of them seem to be also just people having meltdowns and devolving into non like just really crazy crazy english and grammar like it'll just be like no no okay not okay 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 and they're like i don't know what grandma they was trying to what backspace is. <laughs> like no idea what's happening well do, do you remember when that thing was happening so people would sign grandma but then it would and tag grandmaster, grandmaster flash, flash. It's my only thing I care about. I think about it so much. And sometimes I go to the site to like try and see more of the love grandma and grandmaster flash. Flash. Yep. Grandpa and grandmaster flash. Uh Uh-huh. What is this? Why does it say that? How do I make it stop? God, those were so good. Those are real. That's a real show gym. Ha ha type meme. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure Facebook like had to just like change the like change the auto like autocorrect. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's still real edgy about making you tag people anytime you're typing any word. It's like, do you mean so-and-so? And you're like, I will never mean so-and-so, number one. I'll let you know when I'm going to create a notification for you, Facebook. Why don't you quit? Slack made an update that you can turn off the autofill feature. Like, you ha- like if you turn on the feature, 
then you have to use the at symbol if you want to tag someone because right. it was happening with people who had like big teams that had like a hundred people on them that it was yeah. like that it was that same sort of thing where it would just where they're like, like trying to coordinate yeah, yeah. Like, oh you work with Ryan to do this and Ryan's like why am I getting notified yeah for sure I see you that would, yeah you would start to type in like oh let's launch this in April and it was like April do you want to tag April yeah oh my god and you're like trying to type like bring the salad and it's like Brian are you trying to tag Brian <laughs> No, not. No, I'm not. Can you? Can you not? Also. Okay, the Facebook group I joined, which I'm sure you're in it already, and that's why Facebook delivered it to me, is called Succulent Dreamers. I was gonna talk about Succulent Dreamers a little bit, but no, just just me and my Succulent Dreamers group. Dude, that place has gotten me like riled up stealing stuff on every corner like i'm just ripping leaves off everything i'm ripping all these leaves off i'm like putting it in little bowls of dirt so it can like sprout pups propagate yeah i know i know all about propagating so i i was in i was um i can bring you some i can bring you some clippings if you want some from our front yard yeah Mm -hmm. i love them garden answer is a really good page to follow because she um, posts lots of like gardeny succulent dreamscapes that she makes that are all beautiful. Yeah. The thing I like about succulent dreamers is that everyone's How like saying it is. Yeah. Everyone is like, so They're weird, like fertile with their words. And also I love, I've gotten so annoyed when someone like posts pictures of things that are so easily identifiable that I'm like, if you just look through the group for about four seconds, you'll see someone else posting the same like pork and beans. I promise you like it's, it'll happen. People are like, what is this plant? I'm like, that is the most common succulent of them all. That's what's the problem with every Facebook group though. Uh, people do that and girls love travel all the time too where they're like sorry if someone already posted this and it's like the one travel article that the internet has decided to talk about that day and it's been and it'll show you like posted five times and you're like ah stop I do like some of the I love it when they do the succulent identification posts where they're like what succulent is this and it's something rare and people argue about it and then someone pulls out like an encyclopedia and is like well in the blah 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 it says it's this like so mad yeah, I do love a snottiness about plants, as I love all snottiness on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plant snottiness is, is extra special because you like, it's like precedes the internet. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a analog snottiness, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm going to be a know-it-all about plants, and now I have this group to do it in more. The morest, the morest of them all. I went and watered my plants today and accidentally put hot water on all of them. So I hope that they're going to be okay. I'm sure they're fine. Was, <sighs> like, was it boiling? It was hot water from the tap. It looked like it was right in the middle. So I thought it was like lukewarm water, but I didn't feel it because no one had been using it. So They're plants. They're used to being in the sun. Like, Yes. I don't know. Succulents are so so hard to grow. I don't feel that way. I know. Nobody else does. They're easy to grow. That's the point. No. My tomato tomato plant is hopping. Oh, yeah? I've got three tomatoes that are going to be ripe, like, any day now. My Instagram stories has turned into, like, tomato watch and cactus watch. Because my cactus is about to flower. I will send you... Hang on. Let me see if I can show you this picture right now. Here, I'm going to send it to you. I've got a, I've got like a picture of it two weeks ago and then a picture of it today. And it's gonna, I do love taking It's going to blow your mind. Oh, yeah. Right? That guy's, that guy's going. Isn't that crazy? So it's gone. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, two weeks ago, I thought it was huge. Right? So there's this like one nubbin that like even when I bought this cactus, I was like, oh, man, I'm excited. This thing looks like something will happen soon. And I got it like what six weeks ago, and then two and weeks ago, more to come. two weeks yeah. ago, I was like, "It is like it is ready. It is happening." I felt like it was happening any day now, because it had gotten. Well, it's probably so going to get huge. a lot bigger then. It had gotten so huge. Well, and now it's like an inch tall. 
Um, but it really does look like, like you can almost see the color of the flower. Like it's that mm-hmm. close to opening. So I've been, you know, posting on the daily on Insta. Big, big things are happening. I actually need to check it. I've been working so hard today. I haven't checked it recently. Um, I am always very amazed when the plants are growing so fast. And I guess especially in the spring is when the cactuses go wild and grow really fast. Yeah. And then they kind of like slow down. And I was like, no. Yeah. As I've been stepping around the neighborhoods where I've been house sitting, I like study all of the cactuses and like every, like I, like I check the flowering status of every plant. Mm-hmm. My lettuce has been having um, some ups and downs, but we think we have it back to the straight and narrow. So I'm hoping to have some actual lettuce from it in a couple more weeks. That's good. Yeah. I know it can be dicey business. It was like, it was doing a weird thing. It was being like Whoville lettuce. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Maybe Um, I should ask succulent dreamers. It means, (laughs) I mean, I bet they would, I bet, I bet someone would be a know-it-all about something that is Has anyone ever heard Whoville, about Whoville lettuce? I just keep hearing about it. Oh, that's very well known. That's, that's been around a long time. Um, just like it looks like Dr. Seuss, it looks like something out of a Dr. Seuss book instead of like a, like a head of lettuce. It was like mm. super long. Oh, like weird. a like it would have like a long skinny stalk and then like a leaf of lettuce. Hmm, intriguing. Yeah, so we've we've cut cut it back. We've tested to make sure like it's still growing, um, and it's it's brothers because I got six pieces. And I planted two at Sarah's in the yard and then four in my planter. And the ones in the yard are doing great. So we know that it's possible. It's just, we're just doing, doing some gentle coaching. Mm. Mm. It'll get there. Well, speaking of Facebook groups. I know one group that's popping off. Oh, oh, so much popping. Mm Mm-hmm. The two girls talking clubhouse mm-hmm. party town. I don't actually remember the name of it, but it's but something like that. two girls talking club. There's a link mm-hmm. on our website. Two girls talking dot club dot club. There's a link. You just click that link and it opens our Facebook group. You can join it. You can be part of the boppin hoppin party zone. Shout out to some recent ads, including uh, Commuter Ash, our uh, favorite new listener. Oh, yeah. she. So she, first of all, listeners, take note. She wrote a review on iTunes and she joined the group. Okay. So she is so listener of the week, obviously. Listener of the month, maybe. I mean, come on. Probably. And she, her, and in her, her iTunes review was left as a joke life moment, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, hang on, I'm gonna look it up and we can, we can read it and then we can do our joke life moments. When do they end? You know, she says, I've been catching up with Abigail and Amanda during my new three hour commute to and from the center of hell, AKA third and Fairfax. Agreed with that, by the way, that is a terrible area. And listening has been a nice fill in for real life. Talk with girls like the kind I used to have. When I had a life and actual relationships with friends. Indeed, a joke life moment, if ever there was one. Thanks for making fe- making me feel like I'm in on all the talking. Oh, if there's anything we've got, it's plenty of talking. All the talking. All the time. So, thanks, Commuter Ash, for, you know, writing a review, joining the group. Doing he- what you're supposed to do and heating, for being a loyal heating, listener. Heating our commands. Yes. And for being in on the hot goss. Yeah. One of the girls at Girl Stuff, we were, we were hearing I bet stuff. she would have some good billboard rage, too. Oh, I bet she sees so many billboards on that poor commute. That's a Ashley, terrible area for billboards. send your billboard rage to us via our website. Um, or you can post it in the group, and we can all comment and chit-chat about it, providing yes. more incentive to join. Great idea. Oh, that's actually a good idea. We could take pictures of the billboards and post them in there now, so we can, like, have a storage facility for the world boards. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, one of the girls in girl stuff, we were all riding together in the car and this girl, other girl had gone on a first date with someone and 
the person she went on a first date with was telling her this entire like horrible, crazy gossip story about their family. And the girl in the back was like, well, I love hot gas, even if it's about people I don't even know. And I was like, that's my that's my motto. <laughs> I just just want the hot goss. No, like, I don't know. I feel like hot goss, like the farther removed it is for me, the less I care because I'm like, well, everyone has drama. So like I had a friend recently tell me this story that like a friend had told them like and I had met the person once that the story was about, but it was like, can you believe she's pregnant? And this is what this is the lies she's telling to her boyfriend about the pregnancy. And like, can you believe X? Can you believe Y? And I was like, well, yeah, people suck. Like, but it wasn't that exciting. And the person telling me the story was disappointed that I wasn't more riled up about all of it. And was like, maybe I'm not telling the story right. And I was like, no, I just like, I don't care. Like, I just assume everyone's terrible. Like, it's only interesting if it's someone I actually know. Mm, I don't know. I like a, I like a goss no matter where it's found. Well, then I have a story for you about someone who's pregnant. Can you believe it? I already heard the gist of the story and it's boring. The story that we were hearing the hot goss about in the car was pretty juicy, I must say. Is that all you're going to say? Well, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, you know, aid and abet. I don't know some, what the rules how about, are. How about some, like, suggestive keywords, at least, so we can agree, like, oh, man, that does sound good. Oil tycoon father. Uh, parents together forever. Getting a divorce. Mom has new boyfriend. I don't know. It's complicated. That doesn't sound that juicy. That just sounds like everyone's sad lives. Minus mm. the oil tycoon, I guess. The mom had a lot of money, too, and there was some fighting going on. Yeah, I, uh, as a member of a family with fighting about money, it doesn't excite me. Well, all right. I, I know. Mean, I'm hard to please. What can we say? What else is very. there? Do you have a joke life moment? I do not. You can pull one from the archives. You can have a like retro joke life moment. Just think about something. I've never had one in my life. I wouldn't know how to have one. My life is perfect. My joke life moment is that there is a live, not small lizard in the trailer right now that my dumb cats brought in and then lost and forgot about. It does sound punchline-y. Um, I guess my joke life moment could be that... I got up early the day we were supposed to leave for Vegas to like pack and like got all my stuff together and was all set. And then I got ready to leave and I couldn't find my driver's license anywhere (laughs) and was like, Oh, okay. I think it's in a pocket. I remember it being in a pocket, no clue which pocket of anything I've worn in the past week that could possibly be. So I went looking and did not ever find my ID. So then I had to try and find my passport, which I also could not find. Great. Was not anywhere, not anywhere I had left it from. And so I was like, oh, I think it fell out on the plane. Like, because I was moving my bag all around and probably just fell out. Those things happen. Who knows what the truth is? Oh, no. And I was like, and then I was like, but no, I went through, I was like, I went through passport control. So I had it at some point. Just where did it go? It's like, maybe I put that in a pocket too for safekeeping. Where could it be? Um, and, and then I looked in a bag that had some yarn in it and there the passport was, but no, um, license. So maybe I'll go back and check for the, uh, you know, license, but that made it so that I had to carry this little purse the entire weekend with my passport and my phone and my money inside. And I got very freaked out most of the time. Cause I was like, anyone could just grab this out of my hand, like, and run off with it my whole life. Some true magic Mike paranoia. Oh Yeah. Well, I think that does it for another week of Two Girls Talking. Podcast show. You can find us at twogirlstalking.club. There's a box for you to write your thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams, emotions. Um, Yeah, I think there's a box. I think you have to press a button and then there's a box. So there's a modal pop-up. And then I don't even know if it's a pop-up. It might be a whole new page. I don't remember. All right, so we've got a redirect leading you to a box. Put your thoughts and feelings in the box. Um, you can join our Facebook group. We screen applicants very carefully to make sure that they hold up to the rigorous standard of being a Facebook user. Um, so please apply. We'll see what happens. 
And um, yeah, rate us, review us. Finally, someone listened out there in the big blue yonder. Thank you, Commuter Ash, yet again. And we will see you next week. Hopefully, we'll let's try and get some billboard rage going in the next episode. Okay. So we'll keep our eyes yeah. open. I mean, I saw a lot of weird billboards, but I forgot to take pictures of any of them, and I am bad at remembering. So Excellent. that's about it. I, yes. We're good. We're good. It's over. We're done. Um, Bye. Bye.